Hey beautifuls, it's Amy Boyd and welcome to the Dear Teenage Girl podcast. I started this podcast in 2020 hoping to be able to relate to different teenage girls as I share my struggles that I've faced as a teenager because as teenagers we all face struggles and we all go through hard times but I also have someone on my side who I know helps me overcome these struggles and that's God. I hope that this podcast can help encourage you through these tough times to know that God's always got you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and make sure you check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday. Love you. Hey everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I'm actually super, super, super excited for this week's episode because it was laid on my heart by the Holy Spirit and I just really hope that it touches you as much as it touched me when I received this message I just got absolute goosebumps everywhere and I'm so excited to share it with you and I'm really 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 excited to share with you with one of my really good friends from camp who um, really pushes me in my faith and and is just a role model to me, even though she's younger than me. Uh, I aspire to be her and I look up to her so much. So here's Kennedy. Oh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. Hi, guys. All right. So the word that I received from the Holy Spirit the other day was honeymoon. And so when I got this word, I texted Kennedy right away. I'm like, okay, I want to do a podcast on this word. Like, I want to write a song about this. And you might be thinking, like, what? Like, why are we talking about honeymoons? Um, but we're we're not talking about, um, like, an actual honeymoon. Um, but we're just talking about that, like, honeymoon phase uh, that you might have. Like, that, that super, like, high connected time um, that you feel with your partner. And so... I received the word honeymoon when I was reading Jeremiah 2.2. And it says, this is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth, how as a bride you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through a land not sown. And then in this passage, it continues to say how the Israelites used to be very reliant and trusted in God and followed him everywhere. And God always provided for them through everything. When he took them out of the land of Egypt, God provided for them with like manna. He um, parted the sea for them and in everything he just provided for them. And when he provided for the Israelites, the Israelites appreciated that for the most part, sometimes they weren't as appreciative as they probably could have been. Um, But then now that they've kind of like hit this like rut where um, they're not seeing as many like signs or anything, then they've started to like turn away and they've turned to idols. And so God's like, why are you turning to all these idols when you should be following me and loving me? And so um, reading this passage, God um, just gave me the specific word honeymoon when I read the part about the bride. And I was like, hmm. So our relationship with Jesus is like, we are the bride of Christ. And it Mm -hmm. kind of starts in like this honeymoon um, kind of phase, our relationship with Christ. For sure. Yeah. Amy, when you sent me this over text, you sent me like a two minute long, um, like voice memo recording. And as soon as you said the word, like you sent like an all caps, you're like, we're going to do it. Like I have a new podcast idea. It's going to be on the honeymoon phase. And then you explained this passage to me. And 
I was like, whoa, this is such a good idea. And I just immediately felt like how present the Holy Spirit was in this. So I'm very excited um, for this. And yeah, I totally agree that like we can fall into like when we have the honeymoon stage, like as soon as we find Jesus and we're like um, the Israelites, right? We're like all excited and then that can fall away. And so I think just um, the whole point of this is to learn how to like stay in the honeymoon phase, which is easier said than done for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, so I was trying to connect our relationship with the Lord. And it's like when you get married, that's a representation of what Christ did for us when he died on the cross. So when we go up in heaven with him, we're called like the bride of Christ. Um, and so marriage is this huge representation of faith. So when you get married and you go on your honeymoon, in this honeymoon, you're so in love with each other. And there's this intimacy and this desire to learn all you can about each other. And faith usually starts off like this honeymoon. Um, we are becoming the bride of Christ. And so when we are saved um, and that's becoming a Christian, everything is so new and special to you. Everything just seems so amazing. There's no worries, or at least they haven't like registered yet. And we're so happy and we just indulge in our faith. We desire to learn as much as we can about God and who he calls us to be and what he calls us to do. So we're reading the Bible daily and we're constantly talking to him through prayer. And we are just so overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit and how deeply we are feeling Christ's love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we've all been in that stage where we're like, oh my goodness, God's real. And maybe this isn't like the point that you felt like you gave your life to Jesus. But like maybe it was like a really cool revelation you had at some point in your faith that when you were like, oh my goodness, God is mm -hmm. actually real. He's like relevant in my life. He's present in my life. And that's when you started um, having the honeymoon phase. Like it can be at multiple different spaces. But I think all Christians kind of went through a point in time that we were like, oh my goodness, like this is real. God is real. And doing all those things that you just listed. Um and one of the things that I thought that you said that was really, really interesting was that you're just always happy and indulging mm -hmm. in your faith, which I think is interesting because there's definitely a difference between happiness and joy. And I think it's important yeah. to realize that God calls us into joy, not just happiness. And so I think the difference, the ma main difference anyway, is that happiness is like dependent on your circumstances. So when for things sure. are going really well and you feel like God's showing up for you and he's doing all this amazing stuff in your life, it's easy to be happy because you have a reason to be happy. But God calls us into joy and he gives us the joy of his Holy Spirit. And joy mm -hmm. means rejoicing no matter what season you're in. So even if you feel like the Lord hasn't shown up for you lately, or you feel like he's doing nothing good in your life, or you feel like you're in this really dark season, but being able to just like rejoice and praise him and worship him and still like read your Bible just as consistently, that's what we're called into. And when we can find that joy in like, like the Holy Spirit kind of joy rather than just happiness, then that is when like how we can stay in that honeymoon phase for sure. Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, and so what like the honeymoon phase or like that early like Christian, it kind of reminded me of like that like new car scenario. It's like when you when you buy a new car, you're like, oh, like I've never seen this kind of car before. Like, this is so cool. This is so awesome. But then like you're driving down the highway and you just like see that car everywhere. And you're like, 
I have never noticed this car before, but now that I have it, like that person has it, that person has it, that person has it. And you're just like, see this car everywhere you go. And it's like really exciting kind of, unless you want to be like, um, different, but I find it exciting when I see like the same van or the same car as me. And so when we become Christians, it's almost like this excitement, like we begin to see Jesus everywhere. Like we see his works and his love and his miracles. And this, I find, especially for me and hopefully for you, it like prompts you to keep digging deeper, to learn more and experience more and just to feel even closer. And then at this time, you just feel this 100% high that um, you feel invincible because you know that God is with you and you're just seeing how God has provided to this person, how God has done a miracle to this person. And you're like, I have complete faith that he can do that for me. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think the issue after that, though, is that we start to like normalize it, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, we for see sure. how God's doing all this amazing stuff, but then we see it more and more and more, and then it just becomes a normal thing to us, and it doesn't get exciting. Like, the passion that we might have had when we first saw it goes away, and then it's just like a normal thing to us, and we can't let that be the case. Like, often, um, the worries of the world start to crowd out that excitement and it becomes more of a priority to focus on the things of the world and what the world has to offer. And then the closeness that you once had with God during that honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. phase starts to like dwindle away because we're more focused on the world and not as focused on um, God as we were when we first found him. Yeah, for sure. That's so true. Like now, like I'm, I'm not looking at like, see who has the same car as me. Um, and that's like that got old like that was so five years ago when I got the car you know Um, and so I I totally see that and yeah that's so true Um, and I find that like if you're trying to like kind of connect this to like a married couple or whatever um, like when you first go out or you get married and you're in your honeymoon then you want to have like as many date nights as you can like the honeymoon is like this huge like big date and you go on lots of dates just to really get to know each other and so I'm trying to relate that to the bible it's like when you um like go to the bible that's almost like your like date with god you know and so it's like constantly reading the bible and having like your quote-unquote like dates with god then when the worries of the world come in, it starts turning more casual to like casual date nights um, that definitely are not um, consistent. It's like every couple weeks, every week. Uh, And so it's not like it was before. And I find that um, for me, when the worries of the world come in, I become so focused on the world again. And then faith doesn't really become the focus. Uh, It's like, Um, you're living with this thing that you go to for occasional advice if you're just like it doesn't become the forefront anymore it's just like oh I need advice oh okay I'll go back to my faith now you know Um, which shouldn't be the case but I I'm guilty of it sometimes and I'm really trying to work on not doing that anymore I find that like when you become a Christian you're such this big high, things are going well, you don't have any distractions, but then it's like, bam, reality kicks in. And then I find more often than not, uh, instead of like growing in your faith, many people abandon it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like I find that um, for me, like I know we were talking about this earlier, but like just like being at camp can be like a spiritual high or being 
um, other places, like if you go to a really cool youth night or a really cool worship night and you just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, um, for me, that would be like in worship, like it'll be like, whoa, this is crazy. And I'll get on this great big high. But after a high always kind of seems to come a crash. And yeah. I think that's kind of one of the tactics of the enemy. Like that crash doesn't mm-hmm. have to be there. It's only there because I let it be there and I don't fight back and I don't fight to maintain that spiritual high. Um, so yeah. we shouldn't like minimize it be like oh that's just a spiritual high you know yeah for sure I I had something like that when I was at camp I had this amazing like quiet time with God um uh where I was reading the Bible I was writing in my prayer journal and I just felt the Holy Spirit overwhelm me so much that I felt like I could just like reach out and and touch God I just felt his presence so much and I was so so excited and I was so excited to tell people like what I'd experienced um and then I go and tell my friends and they're like, oh, like, that's just a high, like a camp high. It's because you're at camp. But like when you go home, it will crash, you know. And I was like, that is not going to happen to me. I am going to like stay in this high forever. Unfortunately, it did crash. But I find that that was because I wasn't putting in the work, you know. Like when you when you have candy, I'm learning from my natural path yeah. that when you have candy, like you get that instant sugar high. But then it will like crash where he says you need to be having more protein because you'll get that um, high, but it will maintain longer. Um, so there's some health facts for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Amy. <laughs> so um, I think a big thing that I want to focus on is we're talking about this like honeymoon, we're talking about this high, um, but then how as Christians, can we maintain that honeymoon phase? Like how can we keep it going instead of it just being a high that crashes? Mm-hmm. I think on um, like the Israelites were a prime example of this, like when things were going well or when they were following God, everything was great and dandy. And then now they're captive and then they're turning away from God because they're not seeing the same kind of miracles that God was doing before. And um, so some things that I had put down to help us keep God and our faith in the forefront as your focus is to make some goals for this week. So write it down on a piece of paper. It doesn't matter, but make some goals. So my goal for the week is that I do not want to touch my phone until I've spent time in the word. Um, There are going to be days where I'm busier. So uh, like today, it was a Monday. I was a rushed and so instead of doing my full-on bible study i just opened the bible and i made sure that i read a chapter and i didn't go too deep into it. i didn't write any notes in my bible but i made sure that i still had that as the first fruits of my day i was still reading the bible then um i headed out the door and i was able to use my phone that might not work for everyone but just find something that you want to make a goal to help keep god and your faith at the forefront of your mind. Mm-hmm. My goal like that is similar, but it's just to not use my phone on Sundays for me. Um, I think the Holy Spirit was kind of calling me to do this and just like to sacrifice that because it's so easy to become addicted to our phones. And mm-hmm. for me, my phone kind of represents like the things of this world, like the people of this world and what's going on, all the drama that's happening, right? And it's so easy to just like forget about God by being on my phone. So yeah. he was just asking me to like, surrender that like once a week just one seventh of my time just to like put my phone away and be able to focus on 
not only just to focus on God, but to focus on the real world and just like appreciate all that he's doing for me and everything around me, which sounds like a really hard goal, but I've actually found it much easier than I thought it would be. And that might be because the Lord is helping me for sure. Um, But even just setting a goal, like just like find a goal that's realistic for you and pray about it and like, like just do it and focus. Like it can really help you to focus on God for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I always admired that goal for you. Um, cause I remember you doing it in the summer. Um, and another thing that I've found really helps me is just like to like leave notes or like leave reminders around like your room, um, on your mirror, on your door, um, that just have like different scriptures that are beneficial, um, to you. If there's something that you're struggling with, take some time out of your day, Google, find some scriptures that will really help you with whatever you're struggling with so that that can be at the forefront of your mind. So if you struggle with anxiety, write some different verses about anxiety, have them hanging around whenever you pass that um, sticky note, then read the verse. So then it becomes so ingrained in your brain that if you're having anxiety attack, then you can just be reciting that. And so that like, if you are going through something really hard, your first thought isn't like, um, like, God, why are you doing this to me? It's like, God, how can you help me through this, you know? And then if you have those verses so engraved in your brain, you can be like, oh, I'm having anxiety right now, but God, you are here for me so I can cast my anxiety on you because you care for me and you will take my anxiety from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's so good. I should do that more often. <laughs> Um, another point was to challenge yourself to give thanks to God throughout the day and talk to him regularly, remembering that he cares to, he cares for you. And it's not annoying for God when you're praying for him. Sometimes I think that it's like, oh, I don't want to annoy God right now. But no, like he wants to talk to you throughout mm-hmm. the day. And like Jesus calls us to pray constantly. And when I first read mm-hmm. that, I was like, pray constantly. What? Like, what is like, I can't constantly be praying. Like, <laughs> I have a life to live. I have school to do. I have stuff to do. Right. Yeah. But like, I think that means just like, don't end your prayer, like constantly just have God on your mind. And like, don't just say like, amen. And that means that, oh, you're not going to worry about God for another day or until, until the next Sunday or something like that. Like mm-hmm. just constantly be like be aware of God and whenever something good happens thank him for it and be appreciative for it and if you need something just like like ask for it throughout the day no matter where you are if you're at school if you're wherever and sometimes it's easy to forget like for me especially when I'm at school so I have like a bunch of different wallpapers that I like set as the wallpaper on my phone that say like pray or pray constantly or remember to pray or something like that. So I'll yeah. look at my phone and I'll be like, oh, guess I got to pray, like find one thing to thank God for or one thing to ask for. And yeah. definitely doing that, like staying in relationship with him helps you to like learn his character and to like grow closer to him and not lose that passion in the honeymoon phase as much. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and then another one was um, to fast. And so this is kind of similar to what I was saying about not going on your phone on Sundays, but just like looking at the idols in your life. So the things that you might put before God and choosing a time to fast from them, remembering that they're temporary and the Lord is forever. And so it's just so important to um, put those things aside, whether it be video games or your phone or social media or 
like food Mm -hmm. um you can idolize anything really and just like saying that like hey god i'm gonna put i'm gonna put you first and put these things second and um helping like doing that can really help to um to make sure that god is number one in your life and that you're not losing that like fire for him yeah and like in all this it just reminds me of something that my mom told me i was super excited um uh when i like thought of this like podcast idea i told kennedy and then i told my mom and she she loved it as well um so hi mom because i know that you listen to all my episodes my biggest fan um but she says this is so true but in order to maintain like that honeymoon like like we were saying earlier with like the protein like you've got to put in the work like relationships they take work and uh love takes work marriage takes work um and so does your relationship with god so god is constantly reaching out to you making sure um that you're doing okay that he's he's always providing for you and loving you and so we need to start working on prioritizing him and so that reward comes after the work so the reward of that closeness with him the reward of that continual honeymoon phase so it's not just a high low high low high low it's like okay here i'm so overwhelmed with the holy spirit and I want to stay this way. So I'm going to stay in the word. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to follow what God calls me to do. I'm going to pray, God, what do you call me to do? And so that will just putting in the work. That's what ultimately is going to help you maintain that honeymoon phase as well. So that's not a honeymoon phase. It's like the real deal. Yeah, that's good. That reminds me um, of Luke 11, where it says, um, and so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And I just found this really cool because it really like clarifies that you got to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, like, mm-hmm. like, keep going, don't give up after asking once because you think that God didn't give you the answer you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to pursue that relationship just like you would like a marriage or anything else. Like, mm-hmm. keep going at it. Like, it does take effort. Like you said, there's another script piece of scripture that kind of um, goes down this road as well. It's in Revelation two, verse five, it says, But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. And I just noticed that, like, it's so easy to realize that you're not, like, where you once were. Or, like, or sorry, it's so easy to not realize that you're not where you once were. And just to, like, not even see that. Yeah. Like, you may pray the same amount and read your Bible the same amount, but you don't see the passion that you once had uh, for God. It's no longer there. There's always more with God. Don't, so don't fall into their same routine um, or the same rut. You got to keep knocking, keep um, seeking and keep on finding God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, I found that for me personally, I found that every time that God like did something cool in my life, 
I would chase after him so much for the immediate time after and like read my Bible and everything. But then I would fall back into like this routine of like, okay, I got to go to church now. I got to pray now. I got to read my Bible now. Mm -hmm. But like, we aren't meant to like get high on God every once in a while, whenever like you feel like pursuing him or whatever, and you're at camp or whenever you're at a really cool worship night. But like, we're meant to be like, like if God's like this drug that we're getting high on, like, we're meant to be total drug addicts that are never sober. And this is a bad analogy because, like, don't do drugs, kids. Like, like, do <laughs> but, like, but like, it's true. <laughs> if God was, like, a good, healthy, the most amazing drug in the entire world, mm-hmm. then, like, beneficial. To, yeah, the most beneficial drug that is not bad for you. Sorry, this is a terrible analogy, but just, like, <laughs> hang on with me for a second, okay? Just, like, don't let yourself get sober. Like, keep seeking and you won't, like, keep taking keep keep doing keep doing god no don't, don't don't say that um keep keep pursuing god and like stay high on him and yeah god will never not show up like it promises that if you seek you will find like he will show up for you he's never gonna let you um like get off that high he's never gonna abandon you he's never just gonna like leave your relationship with him um and he's gonna help you to maintain that honeymoon phase yeah and I found that when I'm in that rut it's so easy just to stay comfortable there being like I have God when I need him um but I'm doing fine but just making sure that like this is us um the Holy Spirit using us to convict you to get out of that rut right now if you're in a rut get out I just got out of my rut I had been in a little bit of a rut before and I think that that's why this message is so powerful to me but uh may the Holy Spirit use us to convict you to get out of that rut and start taking the drug of God yeah yes yay using my awful analogy for sure and like don't feel don't feel judged don't feel like condemned like, we're not here to condemn you. Like, I've definitely fallen into that rut yeah, many, sure. many times. Like, this isn't something that, like, is, is like, super rare. And, like, how dare you fall into a rut? Like, it's not like that. Like, we've all no. been there and we've all kind of done that. But it's just, like, recognizing that and learning that you don't have to be in that rut and that there is a way to get out of that. Yeah, and don't feel guilty because God's waiting with his arms wide open the whole time and he will never want you to feel guilty about being in that right he's just wanting you to come um, back to him like full circle mm-hmm. yeah for sure well i think that that was a really good episode i learned a lot from it um i, I just with was filled with the Holy Spirit in that. And so I hope and I pray that it touches all of your hearts as well to those of you who are listening. And I just want to say thank you so much, Kennedy, for um, doing this podcast with me Um, because it was like a revelation. I was like, Kennedy, we're doing this. And she's like, okay, so thank you for being so willing. (laughs) No, I, I would love to. I didn't have any better ideas. Honestly, it's so good. Thank you so much for inviting me. And even though... I've already been on like what three times this is my fourth time you keep inviting me back I love it so much it's so fun and, yeah I love being featured it's such an honor yeah so um we'll see you guys next week bye bye